Welcome, I'm Nestor Flores, the pastor of Dayspring Church in Mission Hills, California. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. I want to invite you to learn more about Dayspring Church by visiting our website, dayspringmh.org. We trust that if you open your heart, God will speak to you and you'll know how to live a life with God at the center that will result in a blessed life. This message will inspire, build your faith, and help you to know God better. Enjoy the message. Good evening, church, and thank you for joining us once again. Uh, my name is Manolo, and it's such a privilege and an honor to be able to come into your bedrooms, into your living rooms. Let's transform our homes into a place of worship. You know, I would like to speak to you today. Can God really use your life? I never thought that God could use my life. I never thought that God could use me in such a way that, that He would bring that he would use me in such a way that, that, that God would, would bless me through my, ministry, through my ministry. You know, I thank God that God is not looking for vessels of gold. He's not looking for vessels of silver, but he's looking for yielded vessels, vessels who will say, yes, Lord, I am here. Use me for your mighty power, for your honor and for your glory. You know, I remember when I uh, became the pastor of a church, they gave me a church in Burbank. And, and I remember the first Sunday, there was a couple there and they said, hey, can we take you out to dinner? To, to lunch. And I said, yes, absolutely. We went out to lunch and we were sitting at the table and, and we were having a conversation back and forth and they were asking me about my education. And finally I asked Brother Bill, his name is Brother Bill, what do you do? He says, well, I'm a uh, electrical engineer. And uh, I asked his wife, what do you do? She says, well, I'm a nurse practitioner. And I was so intimidated because I thought, man, this is a kid from who grew up in Pacoima. Now I'm their spiritual leader. But praise God that God can use vessels like me for His honor and for His glory. So I'm going to invite you to open up your Bibles to Acts chapter 9, verse 1 to 15. Acts chapter 9, verse 1 to 15. And when you have it, say amen. Acts chapter 9, verse 1 to 15. I'm going to read it. It says, Meanwhile, Saul was uttering threats with every breath and was eager to kill the Lord's followers. So he went to the high priest, and he requested letters addressed to the synagogue in Damascus, asking for the cooperation and the arrest of the followers of the way he found there. He wanted to bring them, both men and women, back to Jerusalem in chains. As he was approaching Damascus on his mission, a light from heaven suddenly shone down around him. He fell to the ground, and he heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting who are you? Saul asked. And the voice replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get up and go to the city and you will be told what you must do. Verse 7, the men with Saul stood speechless for they had heard the sound of someone's voice, but they saw no one. Saul picked himself up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he was blind. So his companions led him by the hand to Damascus. He remained there blind for three days and did not eat or drink. Now there was a believer in Damascus named Ananias. And the Lord spoke to him in a vision, calling Ananias. Yes, Lord, he replied. The Lord said, go to Straight Street, to the house of Judas. When you get there, ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He is praying to me right now. I have shown him a vision of a man named Ananias coming to him, laying hands on him, so he, so he can see again. But Lord exclaimed Ananias, 
I have heard many people talk about the terrible things that this man has done to the believers in Jerusalem. And he is authorized by the leading priest to arrest everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord. But the Lord said, Go, for Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to the kings as well, to the people of Israel, and I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. Can God really use my life? Lord, we come before you. We thank you for this opportunity, God. We come as we come to share your word. We ask, Lord, that you speak, that you anoint these lips of clay, God, that whatever is spoken, God, may be spoken from on high, God, and that you would bless every person, that you would bless every soul, God, that you would bless them through your word, God. Teach us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You know, every time I read the story, I, I stand amazed at the great grace and the mercy, mercies of God. I see how the Lord took this man, Saul, saved him by the grace of God, transformed him into the apostle to the Gentiles. And you know, I realize that there is hope for people like you and me to be used mildly by the grace of God. You know, the truth is that Saul was a very unlikely candidate for the service of the Lord. Uh, there was a, here is, was a man who was feared, he was despised, he was hated by the Christians. And one who did everything in his power to destroy the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yet God reached down in his grace, took this man from where he was, and used him mightily to change the world. God used him in such a great manner that Paul's ministry is still reaping fruit today. You know, just the fact that we're talking about his life and the impact he had on the world is, is a testimony to God's way and how he used him and how he's still using the Apostle Paul today. You know, when I look at Paul, you know, we may be tempted to think that he was some kind of gilded, some kind of superhuman, some, some, some sort of super saint. And we may feel that there's no possible way that the Lord could use uh, us like he did the Apostle Paul, that God could even use us at all. And you know, I suppose that we feel inferior and unworthy to be used for the work of the Lord. But I am here to tell you today that Jesus can use you if you make yourself available to the Lord. Now, some of you ask the question, can God really use my life? Can God really use me? Now, I would like to answer that question today by taking a look at the life of this great Apostle Paul and by showing you the obstacles that seem to be impossible to the way of service. Obstacles which, in God's eyes, are no problem because he overcomes them by his power and his grace. And the short answer to this is yes, God can use your life. God can use your life. The first thing we must notice is that your past condition is no obstacle. Can you turn around to your neighbor and tell him, your past condition is no obstacle. Now look at what verse 1 says. Meanwhile, Saul was uttering threats with every breath and eager to kill the Lord's followers. You know, according to Paul's own testimony, he was guilty of doing everything in his power to put Christianity to death. Now, Paul tells us something about his past. 
Paul was a murderer. He was a rebel against the Lord. You know, religiously, he was a man to be envied. But internally, he was as wicked as any man who ever walked on the face of this earth. And in Acts chapter 7, it tells us how wicked he was. The Bible indicates that Saul, Paul, gave his approval to murder Stephen. Since the Bible tells us that he guarded the clothes of those who stoned this preaching deacon to death. Paul was, as, Paul was a wicked man, but this proved to be no obstacle to the grace and the saving power of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You see, when Paul received Jesus into his heart, he was changed forever by the grace of God. Amen? He was changed forever. The Bible tells us if any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away God has made everything new. And let me tell every person under the sound of my voice today that your past is no obstacle to your future in the Lord's work. Regardless of what you did before you received Jesus as your Savior, let me tell you, it matters no longer. When He saved your soul, He washed your past away forever. It's as though you got a brand new start from that precise moment. You know, in John chapter 3, verse 3, it refers to the new birth, praise God. Now, there are three records of your past deeds in the world today. First, there is the record you carry in your mind. Second, there is a record carried by all those who knew what you were before. And third, there is a record carried by Satan. And let me tell you that Satan will always throw your past at you. But uh, may I remind you today that even though I may remember my past. My friends and family may remember my past. And even though Satan surely remembers my past, that God in heaven has forgotten my past and there is no obstacles to him in using me for his future, in using me for his honor and for his glory. Praise God. Can someone say amen? You know, throughout the Bible, God used people in spite of and after their greatest failures. Simon Peter preached the greatest message and had his greatest ministry after he had denied the Lord. Moses was a murderer, and yet God used him for his glory. Samson sinned against God, yet the Bible tells us that he slew more Philistines in the end of his life than he had during his entire ministry. Abraham lied, yet he was used mightily by the Lord. Jacob was a deceiver, yet the Lord transformed him and used him greatly for his honor and for his glory. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that there are many other things uh, uh, that we can say, but, but these are sufficient to show that the Lord can take those who have failed in the past and he can still use them for his honor and for his glory in the future. Praise God. The second thing is that your present circumstances are no obstacles. Look at verse 2. He requested letters addressed to the synagogue in Damascus, asking for their cooperation to address arrest of any followers of the way he found there. And he went back to them, both men and women, back to Jerusalem in chains. You know, Paul was on his way to Damascus to find Christians to arrest them and to take them to their death. He was filled with hatred and wanted nothing more to completely destroy anyone 
or anything connected with the name of, of, of the Lord Jesus Christ or the followers of Jesus Christ. Yet in spite of all this, the Lord was able to change this man and use him for his glory and for his honor. And may I remind you, that he can do the same thing in your life and in mine. He can take us with all the baggage that we carry and he can use us mightily for his glory and for his honor. You know, we all bring certain liabilities to the table. Some are uneducated. Others have few resources. Some are weak in faith. Others are arrogant and filled with pride. However, I would like to remind you that the Lord is able to take us exactly where we are, change what needs to be changed, and God can mightily use us for His purpose, for His honor, for His glory, for His praise. Can someone say amen? Again, the Bible is filled with this kind of story. Moses was 80 years old when the Lord called him into the ministry in Exodus chapter 7. He had other problems as well. He says he wasn't very eloquent. He was filled with fear. He was totally opposed to the Lord's plan for his life. Yet despite all of this baggage that he carried, God was able to use this man for his glory. I think of the Gadarean demonic in Mark chapter 5. This man, was a fear, this man was feared by everyone. But the Lord was able to take this man who had caused so much trouble and he was able to use him as a witness for the glory of God. God took, took him where he was and used him for his honor and for his glory. In 2 Kings chapter 7, it tells us the story of four leopards who became unlikely saviors of Jerusalem. God took God just took them where they were and used them in spite of all their circumstances. Now, what am I trying to get? What am I trying to get for you to see this evening? What am I trying to, to tell you this evening? Is that your present circumstances are no surprise to the Lord. He knows everything there is about you. He knows where you are, and He can still use your life, yield it to His glory. Amen. If you just yield your life to the Lord, your past is no obstacle to the Lord. Third, your present circumstances are no obstacles. Now, look at verse 11. It says, The Lord said, Go over Straight Street to the house of Judas. When you get there, ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He is praying to me right now. I have shown him a vision of a man named Ananias coming in, laying hands on him so he can see again. But Lord, exclaimed Ananias, I have heard many people talk about the terrible things this man has done to the believers in Jerusalem. And he is authorized by leading priests to arrest everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord. But the Lord said, go for Saul Go, for Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to the kings as well to the people of Israel. You know, Paul was feared by the followers of Jesus Christ. His conversion was seen by many to be nothing, nothing more than some sort of trap designed to find them and find their leaders. In fact, when the Bible tells us that he went to Jerusalem to meet the apostles, Barnabas had to go with him to introduce them to the leaders. That's, that's how much distrust they had uh, of Paul. 
Yet God was able to overcome this hurdle and still use Paul in a, in a great way. Now, if you take, take the time to look at Paul's life, you'll find that he was a man with many personal characteristics that seemed to be unfavorable uh, to his success. You know, Paul had many personal hurdles to get over to be used by the Lord. But God was able to use him in spite of what was wrong with him physically. You know, if we get in the business of comparing ourselves with others, then we, we are in a rough ride. Many of us have personal characteristics that make us feel that we cannot be used by God effectively. However, I would like to remind you that God can take that thing that we consider to be weakness and God could use us anyway. He excels in taking the weak and the foolish things of this world and using them in a mighty and powerful way. Now let us again turn to the pages of the Bible to find proof of this great truth. Now we have already mentioned Moses, but God took this old man who, has, who had a speech impediment and used him as the arm of God. God used a Jewish girl named Esther to save his people from slaughter. God used a young, unknown boy named David to be the greatest king to ever sit on the throne of Israel. God used a beggar by the name of Lazarus to preach a daily sermon to a rich man. God used 12 unknown men from various walks of life to set the world on fire. Even the Son of God had several strikes against him. All the people assumed that he was a bastard child of a Roman soldier in John chapter 8. Others saw him as being more of a, of a son of Mary and Joseph in John chapter 6. Most thought that there was no way God could use someone from Nazareth. Others questioned the fact that he came from Galilee. Some even said that Jesus was nothing more than a tool of Satan. Even with all these marks against him, who can deny that the Lord used this life more than any which had uh, which, 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 than any which walked upon the face of the earth. He went up to the cross and died for our sins. Praise God. I say, I say all of this, regardless of who you are and where you're coming from and what your problems have been, what personally quirks you, what level of education, what level of acceptance by others, God can and will use you if you make yourself available to Him and to His works. God has all kinds of people in His service. God has all kinds of people, the kinds of, of people who, who preach, who are servants. God is looking for people who will serve them. Now let me ask you, are you one of them? The fourth thing, your private concerns are no obstacle. You know, I have, already, I have already touched on this. But God was able to use the Apostle Paul in spite of all the physical infirmities that plagued his life. In fact, Paul stated that his weakness guaranteed him greater strength. 2 Corinthians 12.10 And like Paul, you may look upon yourself as being weak, unable to do not much for the cause of Jesus Christ. However, the truth of the matter is that God doesn't need to be strong and be able to stand 
on your own feet. He needs us to be weak and totally dependent upon his power. God isn't looking for a spiritual powerhouse. He's looking for people who have nothing more than faith and desire to cling to the Lord. He's looking for people who are yielded to his glory. He's looking for people who will say, yes, Lord, I'm available to you. Take my hands, take my feet, take my voice. Lord, whatever you can use, use me for your glory. Use me for your honor. God, I want to use this for you. As we look back at the Bible, we can find times when God took the weak and used them in a great and mighty and powerful way. Hannah wanted a child and she turned to the Lord in desperation and God gave her a son who was destined to be a great spiritual leader to the Israelite people. Daniel was a mere teenager boy when the Lord gave him the strength to stand against the king of Babylon. All because Daniel was totally yielded to the Lord. Mary was a young teenager, teenage girl when God asked her to carry the Messiah in her virgin womb. What report, reproach she lived under. Yet she was strong in the Lord and God used her to minister to millions. For when she gave birth, she gave life to the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now some of you fight depression. Others battle loneliness. Some fight against feelings of inferiority. Some keep their wickedness of days gone by constantly before their eyes. Some, some of you feel so inadequate to do the Lord's work. Whatever name your particular weakness you may carry, it is no obstacle for the Lord if you yield your life to God. However, to the Lord, your problem is nothing. He can take you in the midst of your weakness and still use you to confound the strongest. He can take your life and make it an inspiration to everyone who connects with you. The secret lies in one word, surrender. Are you totally surrendered to the Lord and to his will in your life? Can God use your life? Yes, he can. But it must first be yielded to the Lord. Now, here are a few questions that I want you to consider as I wrap my thoughts up. Are you really saved? Are you fully surrendered? Are you available for him? Are you willing to be used by the Lord? If the answer to any of these questions is no, then the Lord cannot use you until those things are taken care of by His grace. And I challenge every person that's, that's listening to my voice to examine your heart and do that thing you need to do right now. Let us all strive to get into the place where the Lord can use us for His mighty glory and for His will. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before You. We thank You, Lord, for this time that we have spent in Your Word. We ask, Lord, that those who have heard God speak, God, this, speak through me through this message, God, that they will be, Lord, 
persons who desire to be used for your, your glory, for your, for your honor, Jesus. I pray, God, that you would bless God and you would move in their hearts. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Church, we'll see you on Sunday and God bless you. We hope you enjoyed this message. But before you go, we want to extend an invitation to start a personal relationship with Jesus and declare Him your God. No one loves you like Jesus, and no one will impact your life for good like Jesus will. Would you make the following prayer your prayer? Heavenly Father, I repent of my wrongdoing. I open my heart, and I want to have a personal relationship with you. I trust that Jesus died so I could be forgiven, but He didn't stay dead. He rose back to life so I could have eternal life. From today on, I will follow you, transform my life through your truth and love. In Jesus' name, amen. Congratulations. If you made that prayer, God lives in you and now you have a new life in Him. Connect to a church so your faith and love for God can continue to grow. We believe that you can find a loving and encouraging community in Day Spring Church. Come visit us. You belong here. We would love to meet you.